Because cuddling is the most important thing, isn't it? Yes. All right. That's <laughs> the way we begin our return to the wages of cinema. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jack, and with me is... Wifely Duty Corey. Yes. And boy, we have a duty for you today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was meant to be a pun or not. Um, but no, I uh, we watched... Um, I don't know how to pronounce this title, but I'll try my best. Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was actually kind of surprised by this movie. It was, you know, it was quite a trip into uh, childhood nostalgia, you know? Jack was broken by the film. No, no, no. Look, you have to really look deeply into this movie, Corey. Like, you're not giving it enough credit for... for <laughs> oh my god i can't do this i thought i would start this podcast and try to make it sound like i was like a big fan of this movie and you know and try to trick all of you i can't do it i can't do it Ah! you gotta clap jack for that flap jack (laughs) oh I wanted to say F you, but I can't, because you're right here cuddling uh-huh. me. Um, no, I, I had planned this whole thing of, like... No, but see, it's actually a really... Th- this movie is just so entertaining for children. You know, you can watch this movie, and you know, children will get so much out of it. You and couldn't do it. I. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Does it sound like I'm so full of shit? I, I can't do it. I can't do it. This movie is horrible. All right. All right. Now, you might be asking, why are we coming back to you after being away for a little while? Uh, probably for way too long. So sorry if you've missed us. Um, we've and, missed you. Yes, we have missed you, listeners. Why are we returning with an episode about... A colossal bomb from 2012 that nobody remembers except for uh, cynic, like sarcastic movie reviewers and uh, Matt Singer. We love you, Matt Singer. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's really because of Matt Singer that we were inspired to do this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Matt Singer is a really great critic uh, over at the, the website Screen Crush. And he uh, is, has started to do this... Uh, running series about uh, looking at the movies that are in the IMDb bottom 100. And uh, now Oogie Loves is the second movie in his series. And the thing is, I'd heard of this movie before. Um, I'd even heard, you know, when it came out, it was, it was kind of notorious for being such a colossal piece of shit. Um, It had the worst opening weekend for a movie that opened on 2,000 screens ever. Yes, uh, it it opened to uh, $1 million. Well, $1 million was its total gross. Oh, its total gross. I thought it opened to $1 million. No, it opened even lower than that. $1 million is the total gross. Yeah, and and it was made for $20 million. The marketing was... $40 million, apparently. it, you know, we sometimes kind of wonder about when Tommy Wiseau made The Room and uh, there were some questions about, you know, where did all his money come from to make uh, The Room? 
and there is some thought that maybe there is some money laundering involved <laughs> and you know the fact that he made this movie for six million and it looks like it was shot over a weekend <laughs> um oogie loves is kind of like that oogie loves was definitely a money laundering <sighs> scheme oh this is such a money laundering scheme <laughs> it all right it Oh, God. <laughs> Where what? to begin? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, why did you want to watch this? Because I love watching bad movies, and because the Matt Singer review of the movie was so funny. Please go and read it. And then I went uh, the, on... <laughs> the, the review is, like, so much funnier than this movie could have ever wished to be. And then... After I read the Matt Singer review, I went on to Letterboxd, and there are only about a hundred reviews of the Oogie Loves on Letterboxd. And some of them just read, I'm in pain. And I sat down and read all of them. So that's my question, though. Why did you want to hurt me? <laughs> you inflicted poor pain on your husband. I did. I battered you with this movie. You did. Like, all right, so for those of you who don't know, Oogie Loves and the Big Balloon Adventure. I, I hate saying this title. Just I feel it, my asshole clenches up every time I say just it. Just call it Oogie Loves. People I, I, will know I what you're talking about. I call it a tumor. <laughs> All right. Now, Oogie Loves is the brainchild of uh, Ken Weisselman, who was the American distributor of Teletubbies. And you might remember Teletubbies because they were uh, like those little. Uh, guys in like costumes and the they had like didn't they ha wasn't there a controversy about one of the teletubbies jerry followell said tinky winky my favorite teletubby was gay because he was a man teletubby and he carried a purse and that was seriously yeah i i forgot about that i thought i heard something about like well the teletubbies are gay I didn't know that what came from Jerry Falwell. Yeah, Jerry Falwell oh. said the purple Teletubby was gay because he carried a purse, and even though he was a boy Teletubby. Now, as I was telling you before we started recording this, I, I wish all I the Oogie Loves were gay. <laughs> actually, they're just too, they're too incompetent to even know what's sex. I. <laughs> I was actually really into Teletubby merchandise back in the day. When the show came out, I was, I don't know, like 12 years old. So I was too old to watch it, really. But I really liked Teletubby merchandise. Did you buy, like, toys and stuff? Yes, I had multiple Teletubby toys. And my favorite Teletubby was Tinky Winky. So I had multiple Tinky Winkies. Why was that your favorite? Um, I liked his voice the best, and I just thought he was right. the cutest. All right, I know we're going way off track talking but about I also had, but... actually, the only Teletubby toy I didn't have was I didn't have a Dipsy. I had a, I had multiple Tinky Winkies, I had a Lala, I had a Poe, and I had a Teletubby backpack. You, you know their names? <laughs> wow. Also, this is kind of a You were a grown woman by the time Teletubbies were a thing. Well, I was 12. I mean, that's not totally a grown woman, but I was too old for it. Yeah, you kind of were. And I went into it anyway. But I didn't really watch the show. I just collected the merchandise. Yeah. Now, uh, there is no Oogie Loves merchandise, in case you're we wondering. <laughs> yeah, because you would have bought it. Uh, so, all right. So, this quote-unquote movie, if you can call it that... <laughs> 
Because <laughs> um, always the best movies are barely movies. <laughs> uh, we follow the, adve- uh, the quote, adventure of these three freaks in, co- in costumes. Now, uh, now l- let me look up their names because uh, I want to make sure I get all of this uh, correct for you. Uh, the names uh, of these uh, characters. One of them is Toofy. One of them is Toofy. Toofy, oh. Toofy, pick up your pants. Oh yeah, who can forget Toofy? We gotta get to him pretty soon. Uh, we got Toofy. Um, oh god, I'm looking through all the characters. We have Gooby and we have Zuzi. So Toofy, Gooby, and Zuby, because Huey, Dewey, and Louie were already taken. Um, yeah, so we have these three characters who aren't really characters. Oh, and can and we say right off the bat how chintzy the production values on their costumes That's are. why. That's why when you hear $20 million, you expect, okay, well, we'll get some, you know, that's pretty cool. They're not doing CGI for these uh, creatures. They're going to have, like, people in, uh, in costumes. And, you know, maybe they'll go the route like and- the Muppets have where they can have you know animatronics to give their lot their faces life no they just slap what look like the kind of costumes you'd expect at Funtime pizza circus in the <laughs> 1980s this would be like rock a fire rock a fire explosion or whatever it was called they had better costumes now because i have no shame i'll admit this when we saw the poster for the oogie loves I actually thought the Oogie Loves looked cute on the poster. And I said, like, I'm sure this will be a terrible movie, well, but at least the Oogie Loves will be cute. Well, yeah, because you have very shallow taste in cute <laughs> things. But when you actually watch the movie, the costumes are so poorly made and ill-fitting that the Oogie Loves aren't really their, cute. Their, their arms <laughs> are like Popeye arms for no reason. Like, they have gigantic forearms and... You can see, like, one of the... I think it's it, it's the one with the pants that drop that's the purple one. Yeah. He has Donald Trump hair. And you can see the seam. Actually, if hair. it's Donald Trump hair, it's actually pretty cool that you can see the hairline. That's pretty authentic. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so these three freaks, um, they, uh, they, they all need to uh, get a birthday gift for the pillow schloofy. They're sleepy disabled pillow friends. <laughs> Corey, that's offensive to disabled people. They're more useful to society than this pillow is. That's true. Um, yeah, so there's this, like, pillow that kind of spends his life in, like, a perpetual pneumonia and doesn't even <laughs> speak English. But, some, but it's his birthday. For somehow it's a he. And... Uh, they want to, the vacuum cleaner, who's named J. Edgar. Like J. Edgar Hoover. Damn it, Corey, you ruined it. <laughs> they should have gotten the joke on their own. You ruined things. No, no but yeah, that's that's the, that's the sense of humor. Jack is going to divorce at. me after I made him watch this movie. <laughs> it's it's okay, I... I I feel like I'm, uh, I, I'm. I feel like I'm Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List. No, no, I, I pardon you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Jay Edgar. And I want to get back to Jay Edgar for a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna. I want. We're gonna. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop. Let's put a pin in that. All right. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's put a pin in Jagger. <laughs> no, well, okay. all right. Jagger loses all these balloons that are quote magic balloons because they have like smiley faces on them that look like they're going to molest you, and <laughs> they live. Yeah, pretty much they live. Oh. Um, <laughs> Anyway, the balloons are alive. All right, the balloons are alive. The balloons get away, and the quote-unquote plot of the movie is that Mufi, Toofy, and Luffy. <laughs> All right, simmer down now. They gotta go and find the five balloons. Yes. So it's it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> and so we follow our three characters as they go and uh, sing and dance and find these five balloons and see the thing about this movie that like was why it became kind of notorious to me it's not just because of how chintzy everything in the production is <laughs> it's who they got to be in this production um because in a way it's a it's it's almost like if the Muppet movie happened without there ever being Muppets that happened before. <laughs> and you kind of wonder to yourself, okay, well, who are these characters? Why should I care about them? And if anything, the Muppet movie did much better by a thousand miles, <laughs> did a much better job of establishing characters. And or... But the thing that's similar, to the Muppet movie is that they get like this group of famous actors to make these walk on appearances and dear God, you have Academy Award winners and nominees in this group. Let me run down some of them for you. Cloris Leachman, Chaz Palminteri, Carrie Ellis, Christopher Lloyd, and then we go a little bit down the rung to Jamie Presley and Tony Braxton. It's got to be a who's who of who blew their money. And who didn't manage their money correctly. Uh, oh, God. I hope not. I mean, who knows why they picked... I mean, maybe they sign on initially. Like, I can almost picture Ken Weisselman, like, calls up their agents and is like, Hey, we want to make this really wholesome, very fun movie for very young children. And, you know, it's going to be bright and colorful and you get to sing a song. And then they show up to, like... And actually read the script of what there is, and they realize, oh, oh, this is nothing. You have nothing to work with. Can I just do whatever I want? <laughs> and they're like, sure. So on each adventure that they go on, like the first thing that they run into is Cloris Leachman. And there's also like this other girl character too. Yeah. And it, it, Cloris Le you know, it's you look at Cloris Leachman, her career. She won an Oscar for Last Picture Show. You know, Voice and Venus and Fudge to America, movie from my childhood. Maybe not Teletubbies, but it is something. <laughs> and, oh my god, it's... So here's the other thing, too. So you have these actors in this movie, and then you have the songs. And I want you to describe, Corey, why this movie is such an obnoxious, cancerous piece of crap. 
<laughs> why don't you just tell our listeners why? I almost don't know what to say because there are so many. Are you talking about the interactive element? Yes. Okay. So apparently, was it the producer or director who got this inspiration? Do you remember? I, I have no. Oh, oh, no. It was the producer. Okay. Because, and you, you need to explain, too, the inspiration. Yeah. Okay. So apparently the producer of this movie attended a screening of Medea Goes to Jail. And he saw the audience yelling at the theater. And, yelling at the screen. Yeah, yelling at the screen. So he saw the audience interacting with the screen by yelling at it. And he said, I want to create a kid's movie that encourages small children to interact with the movie. So in every musical number in this movie, and there are a lot of musical numbers... You are told by um, text on the bottom of the screen. And these little turtles. Well, the turtles tell you to sit down. Oh. Flowers tell you to stand up. Oh, uh, oh, I see. Oh, I, oh, I get it now. Oh, yeah. this movie's so deep. <laughs> Every shot is so much going on. Uh, yeah, it's so. A Bergman. So, in other words, uh, the, the, uh, you know, you're. For anybody that's been in a theater with a bunch of children, it can already be hell. You're children all... do not need to be encouraged to be more disruptive in movie theaters. This is a like, you know, if this had just gone to TV, you know, and it has the production quality of TV, the director of this is from TV. He's directed episodes of your beloved Gilmore Girls. I know. And Scrubs. <laughs> um, this guy, it, he, he, you, you just don't do that. And then there are also times, I feel like once or twice we were watching the movie and then it would tell the, the people to sit down when they hadn't been told to stand up <laughs> <laughs> or if they did, we might've missed it, but so this movie wants you to dance along with the characters. Oh, and the songs are terrible they are very bad they are like chas palminteri shows up in the second balloon adventure as like like a a, a milkshake man named milky marvin oh yeah i'm marvin i'm making milkshakes ooh, 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 <laughs> oh, i'm making milkshakes oh as like if andrew dice clay had a stroke <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't yet. Um, the children are also encouraged to chant along with the movie. There yes. are repetitive chants yes, in the film. Every time, like, I don't know how, like, again, I yelled at the screen there at the beginning of the movie. Oh, we didn't mention there's a magic mirror. Uh, uh, there's like a what is it? Windy window. Windy window. Oh, thank you. Windy window. <laughs> who's a face in the in a in a window and has, I think, kind of a sexual relationship with the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> they don't really explain that. However, let me go back now to Jay Edgar, because he pops up every time there's a new balloon thing, because Jay Edgar is working with Windy Window to find help to actually see where the balloons have gone. But as you point out, why couldn't Windy Window just find all five <laughs> balloons at once? So yeah, 
Windy Window is omniscient. She's basically a godlike figure in this universe. Who then <laughs> ruins the terrible joke that they set up. Again, this is a movie for three and four-year-olds referencing the FBI director who's been dead for 45 years. And Windy Window calls him J. Edgar Edgar. Yeah, so when she has the opportunity... I don't know if you can just hear it right now. This goes out to all of you listeners. I just did a facepalm. Oh, no, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> oh, God, I can't Jack help Jack battered his own face repeatedly while watching this movie. I think at some point I might have just, like, gone to a trance and seen the end of 2001. But anyway, what were you about to say? So... When she has the opportunity to finally call him J. Edgar Hoover, she calls him J. Edgar Edgar. Could they not call him J. Edgar Hoover for some reason? Maybe. Or why, why, or why just just call him J. Edgar? We get it. <laughs> or at least those people who know who the former FBI director was. Maybe she, maybe the actress flubbed the line, and this was obviously I, not a movie I where clearly, they took more than one what? take of everything. Clearly, Corey, these these uh, <laughs> these Ken Weisselman knew that children would be such a fan of Bob Hoskins and <laughs> Nixon. All right, so again, we're the the movie. Again, it's you barely can call it a movie. Yeah. This is like she should just tell them where all five balloons are right away because no. she has that power. But no, we <laughs> need to stop and have musical numbers for each time we have one. And again, the songs are god awful. And actually, it's funny though because you could at least kind of get your head around some of the more upbeat numbers. But then Tony Braxton is in this movie, as you pointed out, because she has tax problems. She filed for bankruptcy a few years ago, which I remembered, but I googled just to make sure, because I didn't want to say something that was incorrect on the podcast. So, I confirmed she did file for bankruptcy several years ago, and now she owes, um, like, $780,000 in taxes to the federal government. Mm. So, this woman obviously can't run her finances for anything. Even though yeah. she's had a reality show for years called Braxton Family Values. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's, and so her song in the movie, like, her character is in, like, an airplane hangar called The Lovely Love or something. <laughs> I forget. It's, it's, it's one of those alliterative things, you know. Because you have to do alliterative things sometimes. And her name is something like Rosie Rosebud. yeah. It, it, because, you know, uh, this movie thinks it's as clever as Archie. <laughs> um, the song she performs is like an R&B, a slow R&B number about, like, having the sniffles. Yeah. and But you're su still supposed to stand up and dance to it. Dance to this very hacky slow jam where she sneezes in the middle. Yeah. Uh, what four-year-old is supposed to dance to that? <laughs> if I was four years old and that song started playing, I would have fallen asleep. <laughs> you would have become like Schloofy the Pillow, who sleeps 23 <laughs> hours a day. You mean the you mean the pillow that should be in an iron lung? <laughs> <laughs> who coughs up its own stuffing? 
I was going to say, like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to say something really inappropriate now. What? What if Sloofy has AIDS? Oh, God. Corey, Corey, I'm going to break you now. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a pill of death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a very inside joke. I'm not expecting you to know. And that. I actually don't go see the movie Pillow of Death. No, it's very boring. Yeah. My father hyped it up to me, but he was lying. It was hyped. There, and there's not even a scene. There, there's no scene where somebody says, don't go in that room. There's a pillow of death. He lied. Anyway, back to the movie. Now, the two. Now there is a highlight here in, as far as what the fuck, which is goes to Carrie Elwes. Somehow, in a movie that has Cloris Leachman in weird polka dot makeup and Chaz Palminteri making a farce out of the entire Italian ethnicity, um, Carrie Elwes shows up. What was his name? It was oh, like God. Bobbly Wobbly something. Oh, I gotta look this or up Or that was now. the name of his truck. His truck was like the Bobbly Wobbly truck. But oh my god, what was his name? I, oh man, this is killing me. Uh, I don't even remember this fuck this god, goddamn guy's name anymore. Um, oh, Bob. Yeah, it's Bobby Wobbly. Bobby. And Bobby Wobbly likes bubbles. Oh, does he? And he comes on with a constant uh, countenance, like he needs to take a shit. Yeah. Really, really bad. And he has a face that looks kind of half confused and half like a child molester. Uh -huh. And he has a really terrible southern accent. <laughs> and at one point, makes his eyes go really big. And he says, I really like bubbles. Oh my god, it was so over the top, and his weird stomach upset walk, I cringed so hard watching him. This is the type of movie where I can't think of another film where I've cringed so hard on behalf yeah. of the actors, where I've been so ashamed on their can, behalf. Can you imagine if the actors went... It, I have to assume that there was a premiere of this movie... <laughs> Maybe. I oh mean, my god, I am gonna Google image search right now. Oogie loves premiere. No, you know why there probably wasn't a premiere though, and uh, honestly, and this is like a trivia note uh, um, that I didn't tell you about. This movie was shot in two thousand nine and shot on the shelf for three years because Ken Weisselman uh -huh. was trying to pioneer and almost trademark the way like that um, interactive element of the movie. Oh my god, what? <laughs> oh no, I've made you have the hiccups. I'm sorry. Um anyway, yeah, so Carrie always uh Corey has not seen the Princess yes, Bride. There was a premiere. Oh my god. Oh, I'm looking at it. I kinda like just seeing how everybody just showed up looking like however they wanted and oh man, the Oogie Loves are on the red carpet, of course. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but can you imagine being there in the theater? I would think that if you watch yourself in this movie and you've been in, you know, some of the most respected <laughs> American films of the past 30 years, you would want to say to yourself, 
God, I really hope people don't go see this. <laughs> so it was actually, it was really in Carrie Elway's interest that this bombed. Because if this had been a hit, like, would his career have recovered? I mean, I don't know if I've <laughs> even seen much from Carrie Elway's. Like, this makes Saw look like <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. <laughs> oh, no, I made you hiccup. I'm so hiccupy. Oh, no. You'll need to just think about bubbles some more. Okay. So then, again, our adventure continues. And then we get to kind of casual light racism <laughs> with the final segment where we have Jamie Presley and Christopher Lloyd as these two characters who live in a giant sombrero. And they come to our Oogie Love characters and are Mexican stereotypes. Their names are like Lola and Lilo, like, or it's like Lola and Lero Sombrero. Yes. <laughs> now, to be, now, to his credit, Christopher Lloyd doesn't say that many lines. He only has one or two lines. He communicates through dance. He communicates through terrible mugging. Um, I kind of feel like actually Christopher Lloyd's career has been on a, kind of downward trajectory for a while i remember in high school i actually went and saw a movie called my favorite martian <laughs> with him and jeff daniels and that was at like a particular low point for jeff daniels too. <laughs> you know like where you know i just did dumb and dumber i'm gonna try that this comedy a remake thing. of something right? yeah i think it was a tv show or, or, or like a disney movie however as i also said to you no matter how embarrassed we are on behalf of these actors they made more to do this movie to do this movie than we'll make in years. Yeah, that it's it's pretty years of honest work. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. Like watching this movie, you again, like I said, it's barely a movie because these musical numbers incessantly come up. You're told to get up and dance and then sit back down by an annoying title crawl that's inconsistent. And then the problem, too, is just that, oh, there's so many problems in this. The, the puppeteering is bad. You see, like, these little woodland creatures. Like, sometimes they'll have, like, like sheep puppets or, like, pigeons or, or like, owls. And they look like they were fashioned by five-year-olds. <laughs> like, again, it doesn't look like the kind of money you'd expect where... You know, get, like, Brian Henson or somebody to do this. You know, but, no, this guy, Ken Beiselman, couldn't get the rights to Teletubbies uh, after, even though he distributed it, like, because the guy who created it didn't want to make a movie out of it. So he thought, ah, screw it, I'll make a movie of my own. So if you want to make a movie, and you can't because the Teletubbies guy has too, too much integrity to give you the rights... Just stop and think about that for a minute. Yeah, so it's it's a colossal dumpster fire on multiple fronts. The, the again, the puppeteering is horrible. The music sucks. The comedy is is of the level of again making like alliterative name puns and having a comatose pillow. <laughs> um, you have uh, no real stakes because. Again, like, and even, like, in that sense, when they're trying to get the balloons, there's one point where they're trying to get a balloon that's an airplane hanger, and they make, like, a bun, like a... A trampoline out of luggage. Thank you, a trampoline out of luggage, 
But then they go to like the the bubble guy's truck. And by the way, kids, don't forget if you uh, ever need to get a balloon, make sure you go buy a child molester looking motherfucker's <laughs> truck. Um, they don't climb up to just get the balloon. They need to get this like bird or something to go get the balloon. And they cure the bird's cat. They cure the bird's cataract by singing a song. I forgot about that. Oh my god! Oh man, that's what you're dealing with here. I almost, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, Corey. I kind of want to apologize to Olaf's uh, Frozen Adventure. Remember that? <laughs> that? That was for those who might not remember. Before the movie Coco, there they put this uh, obscenely long short film that uh, with Olaf from Frozen, and I thought that was a. Uh, uh, a disaster itself but no this and also it's just even at like 85 minutes it was still way way way, way too, too long. long you know real little kids you know this would probably even be too long for them like if you just put this on tv yeah. and not tried to have like this tax dodge <laughs> uh, also the other thing too this wasn't even a property he went straight to movie you build up the property first. You don't immediately dump your rip-off bullshit into the onto over two thousand screens. Um, so again, it, it's just and then um, I don't know. Am, am I forgetting other things about this movie? Because I feel like I've touched on a lot. Of oh, I wanted to mention in the very last scene of the movie. In the very last scene of the movie, which is Shloofy's the pillow's <laughs> When Shloofy finally wakes <laughs> up and acts like a kind of cross between like a baby and an old man who's like who can't get up anymore. So he's given a special birthday treat by Milky Mar by Milky Marvin, and it's a milkshake made of feathers. Oh, that's the other thing, too. If you're, like, a real little kid, this movie teaches you horrible lessons. You know, like, you watch Winnie the Pooh and you learn things that are meant to... You know, like, there, there are some good lessons for real little kids in those movies and, and shows. <laughs> in this, they teach you drink your milkshakes really fast. Yeah. You can uh, climb up on ladders with... for some reason. And... Oh, and if you jump off trees, if you jump off trees, magic balloons will keep you from falling. Yeah, th this is. But like, I couldn't get, I couldn't get over the fact that they gave Shloofy a milkshake made of his own <laughs> intestines. <laughs> he's a feather, he's a feather pillow, and they gave him. <laughs> A feather milk. <laughs> so that's the other lesson of the movie. Cannibalism is okay. This ends like Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> but with stuffed toys and things. Oh man! Oh, it, it's it's. I'm glad we had this experience together. Yeah, I'm this glad is what we marriage is all. Is, this is what marriage is if, all about. If you find a spouse that will sit you down and make you watch Oogie Loves. You found the winner. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So if you've happened to see Oogie Loves and have thoughts, I mean, have we have we touched on everything? I think we kind of have. 
I mean, can you think of anything else? No, not really. No, I think this brain, this movie's kind of made my brain like drain out. Anyway, you get send us an email to wagesim at gmail if dot com. If you've seen this, you can tweet at us and Facebook us. And Corey's gonna continue hiccuping. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was hiccuping through the entire thing. It's all right. I le- I drank water. I left for a second to try to get some water. I drank a bunch of water. I held my breath. I held my breath for part of the time. We the were problem recording. is, you just don't believe in magic balloons enough. <laughs> you need to embrace the balloons that have the faces of cheap Care Bear characters. Why love is the love is the greatest thing, and love will solve my hiccups. Just blow kisses at me. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to spoil that. That's the big reveal of the movie <laughs> about like <laughs> the kind of twist ending <laughs> when they lose the balloons again. <laughs> I don't care, but it's one. All right. So next time when we come back in the ways of cinema, we'll have real movies for you. <laughs> <laughs> if Corey allows it. Um, <laughs> no, we really will return and have some good movie talk for you because we've watched some really good things the, the past month or so. Um, and with that said, I'm Jack. I'm Corey. And the wages of cinema is Oogie! <laughs> Dugs. Uh, well, Oogie hate. Oogie hate! <laughs> That's all I'm programmed to do! <laughs>